You know, in, uh, in my experience, uh, the world's divided into two kinds of people. Those who divide the world into two kinds of people. And losers. Meet Lewin Davis, the man at the center of this monologue of vitriol. The man who, for all intents and purposes, is truly fucked. Delta rotten hand in life in almost every aspect. A struggling folk musician in 1960s Greenwich Village with no money or home, he looks upon the outworld world with both two parts disgust and one part withdrawal. Seated at the precipice of both being deeply annoyed at the rottenness central to his human experience and deeply detached from the city and its people. People who, above all else, long for escape from their tired lives. The kind of escape that can only be found in a boozy pub this side of nowhere or in a melody of a folk song long forgotten, whose music conjures up the good times, whose appreciation is eternally fleeting. The way they treat an artist outside of these hallowed halls who busks and begs and wanders around chasing for a place to call home is enough to make a man nauseate. Existence on its own is stomach-churning enough, and for a man like Lewin chasing something deeper than existence, thoroughly uncontent with the prospect of leading a life like others around him, it's tragic. You still got your Siemens papers? Yeah, why? Well, if the music's not... What? Quit? Merchant Marine again? Just... exist? <laughs> exist? <laughs> is that what we do outside of show business? It's not so bad, existing. Like Dad? Lewin. What? You say that about your own father. What? That he exists? I didn't say it. You said it. I, that he exists? It. Like that? Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Seen him? Yeah. What? Should I? You tell me. He's your father. Yeah, he sure is. For as many hardships Lewin has experienced, letting go of his dreams of music is an impossibility. The folk singer who finds his power in late-night bars and the dreams of city folk able to move a crowd with a tender voice and tune that conceals his deeper pain of disillusionment. Disillusioned with the industry as others around him are far more successful but also far less talented. Disillusioned by people who view his art form as their selfish escape and not a product of his visceral, lived experience. This truth central to Lewin's circumstance is what keeps him in a state of stasis, being unable to effectively change his world in any meaningful way. He is a vagabond eternal, unable to look towards the future when so preoccupied with his present woes of misplaced cats and abortions to pay for, at the mercy of half-friends and estranged family and strangers as far as the hand of their generosity will reach, in the dregs of a war against a society that is more than happy to consume the fruit of his labor, consume his art, and give him nothing back in the process, a war he's too tired to fully partake in. When do you want to do the half-down? The abortion? The sooner the better. Okay. I'll see when the guy can do it then. The guy? I hope it's a doctor. Yeah, 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 he's a doctor. You got the money? Yes, I have the money, don't worry. With you, I worry. Well, you shouldn't. Yes, I should. God knows you never do. You just let other people at your method of birth control. Well, please don't start with the double condoms again. Do you ever think about the future at all? The future? You mean like flying cars? Hotels on the moon? Tang? And this is why you're fucked? No, it's why you're fucked. You're just trying to blueprint a future. Move to the suburbs with Jim. 
have kids. That's bad. If that's what music is for you, a way to get to that place, then yeah, it's, it's, it's a little careerist. And it's a little square. And it's a little sad. I'm sad? You're the one who's not getting anywhere. You don't want to get anywhere. Me and Jim try. Oh, I want to We try. You sleep on the couch. It's a bad thing to throw in my face, man. You know, you don't want to go anywhere. And that's why all the same shit is going to keep happening to you because you want it to. Is that why? Yes. And also because you're an asshole who sleeps with other people's women. Let's not forget that. Well, well you're being pretty kind to yourself now, aren't you? Well, who's catching you on tonight? I told you, Al Cody's. You don't listen. You just spout vitriol. How can a man with no present prepare for a future? It's in Lewin's struggle, a sadness at the center of his being is revealed. The artist is filled with both external and internal pain, often shrouded from an audience who doesn't care much about either. Lewin's problems stem deeper than simply chasing a neighbor's cat, or being homeless, or unsuccessful, or having no control over people's opinions of him. What Lewin lacks is direction of any kind, control over his immediate moment, and his life is a series of unfortunate events that speak to that, a fact more than revealed in a scene with the doctor. No, 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 but she won't want me with her. Oh, okay, well, she should have a friend, though, someone who can help her home. Okay, I'll let her know. It'll have to be on a Saturday, uh, hey, I could do it this Saturday. Okay, I'll, uh, pay you now since I won't see you cash. Oh, uh, no, 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 <laughs> no charge. Huh? You know, from last time. From last time? You mean Diane? Yeah, I, I didn't have a number or an address for you. Where do you live, anyway? Wait, what? I didn't have a... Why... Wait, why is there no charge this time? Huh? Why... Well, you know. Well, no, I don't know, man. You working pro bono now? Well, no, since it didn't happen last time. What didn't happen? Diane didn't tell you? Diane did not terminate the pregnancy. She came in to tell me she decided to go to term. She didn't tell you? Uh, no. She, uh, geez, she asked me to refer her to a doctor in Akron. In Akron? To deliver the, uh... No, I, I knew she was uh, going to Akron. She's from Akron. Yes. I'm sorry, I thought... Her parents are in Akron. The kid would be about two now? Yeah, I, I guess. Yes. I'm sorry, I didn't know how to get the money back to you. This I revelation of an abortion instead taken to term is more troubling to him than it is euphoric a secret kept from him by a mother who wanted no part of him in her kid's life, a pain that twinges deeper than actual loss, a concept Lewin is all too familiar with. It's not until later in the film that we learn about Lewin's music partner Mike's loss to suicide, someone who through music Lewin had shared a deep emotional bond with, someone whose presence and influence hangs over Lewin's very existence, Someone who had made the experience of being a struggling musician feel that less lonely. There's a fragility to life, and Lewin lives in a constant state of being made so aware of it. How easily people can fade or leave him. 
And it's this pain central to Lewin's character that he's forced to hold on to. It fuels his songwriting and artistry, after all. But that pain can become all the more palpable, all the more tangible, when the art form it's presented in is disrespected by outsiders. A dinner with the gore fiends. Right, yeah, okay, I can tell this is one of those things where I keep saying no and you think I'm just asking you to beg more. Yeah, that's right. Wait, look, I'm not a trained poodle. I thought singing was a joyous expression of the soul. Which ends in agony. What are you doing? What? What is that? What are you doing? Well, it's Mike's part. Don't do that. It's Mike's part. I know what it is. Don't do that. Oh, you know what? This is bullshit. I'm sorry. This is... I don't do this, okay? I do this for a living. It's not a... It's not a fucking parlor game. Lewin, please, that's unfair to Lewin. This is bullshit. I don't ask you over for dinner and then suggest you give a lecture on the peoples of Mesoamerica or whatever your pre-Columbian shit is. This is my job. This is how I pay the fucking rent. Lewin, that's not... This is a loving home. I'm a fucking professional. And you know what? Fuck Mike's part. <gasps> It's okay, Lillian. This is too do I get to be in this room. Stay in this room. Well, she... She doesn't have to leave. I'm leaving, obviously. Sorry, I fucked up your name. There's a tragedy in the artist who has nothing of value save their pain. If that pain is not profitable, not palatable to an audience that knows nothing but consumption, it's effectively worthless. The gentle melodies of Lewin's folk songs may put restless bar-goers at ease or entertain guests at dinner, but they're not worthy of being put on wax, at least not to the men in charge of the industry. I don't see a lot of money here. Okay. Okay, so that's it. You're okay. You're not green. But I don't have what, say, Troy Nelson has. You know Troy? A good kid. He's a good kid. Yeah. He connects with people. Look, I'm putting together a trio. Two guys and a girl singer. You're no front guy, but if you can cut that down to a goatee, stay out of the sun... You might see how your voice works with the other two. You comfortable with harmonies? No. Yes, but um, no. No, I had a partner. Uh Uh-huh, well, that makes sense. My suggestion? Get back together. That's good advice. Thank you, Mr. Grossman. What's inside Lewin Davis is pain and memories, of a partner now long gone, of a dream that will never be fully realized, of a world he can't help but look upon with an air of cynicism, a world of rambunctious cats and jazz addicts and folk songs, a world of tragedy most unkind. It's a bitter task for one to put themselves out there in this manner, internalize that which is tragic and attempt to turn it into something beautiful. Music has a way of moving souls, 
But when that very soul responsible is left unregarded by an audience unwilling to look deeper, unable to see through the veil to pain that we all know and have experienced, it's heartbreaking. Inside Lewin Davis, there is a man with nothing to look forward to, no promise of a future or friends, but still equipped with the supernatural ability, even for a moment, to move a room. His greatest act of selflessness, which speaks both to the power of song and the tragedy of the artist. He is a vagabond, bumbling along through life as life bumbles along through him, a feeling all too familiar to those harboring pain in this unforgiving world, pain which might never fill the ears of strangers or bring music fans to tears, but a pain that is deeply meaningful nonetheless. Mind Theater is a solo effort produced and written by me, Bade. For updates on the show, as well as my other content, follow Mind Theater Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. If you want to show monetary support, the Ko-fi link is in the show notes. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you next time. So, uh, can I ship out? No, you cannot. Why? You're not on a roster. Okay, well, can you put me on the roster? No, I cannot. Why? Why do you think? I don't know, because I'm a communist.